today on The Breakdown. Sometimes you're just in a spot, and these spots can be really big, right? Like we're talking seven left in a huge tournament where there's 1.6 million euro up top. That's right. I said 1.6 million. There's 1.4 million left to be won because you've only locked up 226,000 euro, which while is a lot of money, you know, come on, let's get that 1.4, right? And the thing is this, you're in a hand with another dude. (laughs) And you both flop huge, but someone's in trouble. I'll tell you what, you better send out the emergency alert. (laughs) You better do do it now, people. All right, break down down time with Grant and Jonathan. Let's go. Oh, no, it's one of those days, huh? <laughs> Apparently, it's one of those days. I didn't know it was one of those days based on oh, previous conversations that we had. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I got in really late last night from Dubuque, Iowa. And uh, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's just... I was in Dubuque for five days, and it's good to be back. Okay, well, way to insult the population of Dubuque. I did not insult the population of Dubuque, but it's good They to don't be have back. the internet anyway. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, i got to issue a bit of a correction here because this is yeah. a tournament that we've actually talked about already. This is the EPT Barcelona from 2019. We've actually already talked about one of the players, Martin Suzor, in a hand that we did recently. Very recently. Very yeah. recently. Very recently, within the past month, uh, in which he played a hand against a guy with the last name Lou. And our process when we, when we do this is I'm watching the hand. I tell Jonathan to look up the hand and I tell the guy's name and... Jonathan found a Lou, but there happened to be two Lou's. And last time we named Yun Yi Lou as the Lou, it was not Yun Yi Lou. That yeah. was Ji Yuan Lou, who finished 14th in the event. We are now down to seven. Yun Yi is still in, and right. he is, in fact, not the guy we talked about last time, but the guy we're going to talk about this time. So that's confusing. Yeah. But the things to know are guy from last time when Martin Suzor was playing, not the guy we said. Guy this time is the guy we're talking about, and they're different hands. We're not doing the same hand, even though it's the same event, and it's Martin Suzor versus a guy whose last name is Lou, and we're saying his name is Yun Yi Lu, like we did last time. It's yeah. a different hand. It's a new hand. We've never done it before. That's all you need to know. I don't really know much about this hand, actually, which is exciting. I, I, this is a good hand. It was suggested by Alex Trumbath, one of our yeah. long-timers who's done so many suggestions, and I appreciate it. And uh, as far as I can see, this is the only suggestion for this hand, which is a bit surprising considering that there's a bit of a splashy thing that happens. Wow, you're really... Uh, by, by complimenting Alex, you're really kind of going after everyone else. Yeah, bit, basically you? you all have left me a bit disappointed. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That is kind of how it seems, that you are disappointed in everyone. And that's okay. Hey, I want to talk about something before we start talking about the hand. Great, me too. Something you, pretty you, important to me. You go first. All right. So Jonathan and I have been writing a book, and mm. maybe you guys know about that because we've teased it a little bit in previous podcasts before. But it's time, people. It's game time. The book yes. is coming out soon. Like Within two weeks of you hearing this podcast, the book will probably be out. There will be more information about it, of yes. course, at that point. We'll be tweeting about it. We'll talk about it a lot. But it's called How Can He Fold? With three question marks. Yep. It's Jonathan and I doing our typical banter, but in written form. It's instructive. It's fun. It's, it, I think it's a really good book, and we really enjoyed writing it. And uh, we're excited to release it for you guys. Just want to give you guys a heads up. Get ready. Get your wallets ready to buy this book. Uh, <laughs> you know, Grant, you, uh, you just let me down the way the fans have been letting you down. Oh, yeah? Uh, How's that? 
Well, you said the name of the book is How Can He Fold with Three Question Marks. But yeah. You, what you didn't say was the subtitle of the book. Ah, Incredible Poker Hands, Broken Down Decision by Decision. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah. I love that subtitle. It's a good subtitle. <laughs> it's a great... I mean, I love the title of the book, too. And on the back, it says, A Poker Book You'll Actually Read. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So basically, you know everything about the book. Yeah. Now you don't need to buy it. I will say... um, we really are. We put a lot of time into this book now. Yeah. Like we wrote it in January originally, but now it's we've we've probably re- reworked it. I don't know seven times, and uh, we're really really pleased with how it's come out. And uh, we think it looks great. We think it reads great. And we we really think you guys, if you like the show, we really think you're gonna like it. Yep. Uh, so please check it out. You know, assuming you have any interest in that. Right. It's a different type of poker book. If you're listening to this podcast and enjoy it, I'm pretty sure you're going to like this book. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. All right. We're going to keep talking about it, I'm sure. As Yeah. We'll, the, we'll the mention future. it more and there'll be, uh, you know, links and tweets and stuff where you can find ways to buy it in the future when it comes out. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up. Yeah. They'll probably have a giveaway at some point, too, for like one copy. Sure. I don't know. We'll do something like that. I haven't decided. Why not? We're going to do all sorts of stuff. Yes. Okay. So that's one thing. The other thing I want to get to a little bit more business we have is... You know, the dorkheads on Twitter... The dorkheads. <laughs> ...cannot seem to stop weighing in on this English muffin versus croissant. I, I'm pretty sure croissant is crushing right now. I would say by any objective measure, croissant is way ahead. Yeah. Insanely far ahead. What happened was this. <laughs> <laughs> I read some tweets about cr- pro-croissant people. I read four of them because there were four. You mean English muffin? No, no, no. Croissant. Oh, and okay. then that spurned the what apparently was a very small minority of vocal people yeah. who then tweeted in, and I appreciate you guys. Um, and uh, and then it seemed like we were kind of even, but then, man, the croissant people came out in force. Yeah, there's... <laughs> they really got the vote out. They're linking articles. Yes, I'm looking at one from Alex Trembeth right now, which is pro-croissant, and there's just... It just sort of never ends. It's like... Jackie, it's like, Jackie it's like, Burkhart, a star, yes, prefers croissants. It's like the tattoos in the in the TV show Prison Break. You know, just, as he keeps taking articles of clothing <laughs> off, there's more and more and more, and then there's tattoos beneath the tattoos, and it just never ever ends. Spencer Smith weighed in two days ago. He said, well, "I'm going to just cut to the croissant part of it," where he says, "A truly fresh." made five minutes ago from scratch English muffin is a rare treat, but that's not what we are talking about. Average croissant. Uh, greater than sign, greater than sign, greater than sign, average English muffin, meaning it's way better. And you know what? I want to say this. Oh, is this conciliatory? Is this going to be conciliatory? First of all, I didn't mean for this to become the thing we're known for on the internet, but apparently... This is a big debate. Apparently this has... I want to just say one thing about this, and I don't mean to be... Well, so about a week ago, I was in the grocery store, and I decided to buy some English muffins, so I did, and I had one. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. How'd that go? It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, you know, it was all right, I guess. I was a little disappointed in it, honestly. It's like, where's the greatness that I remember as a child? And then part of it, I, rem- I will say, I did remember that croissants aren't really that great either. We're having an argument about things that aren't that great, which Whoa. is weird. Whoa, croissants are weird great. Thing. Croissants like, are great. What are you talking about? These are like, this is wh- a new thing that you're going to get killed for. <laughs> They are great. Who's going to kill me for that? <laughs> Everybody who's on Team Croissant. Croissants are pretty unimpressive. Oh, and my God. I will say that You're English to... muffins were also kind of unimpressive, though. And maybe I'm because I'm on the West Coast and West Coast English muffins are worse than East Coast English muffins. There's no question about that. But I'm sure you've never be been wrong about worse. anything like that before. They, they can't I'm be sure, that I'm sure your memory's never been wrong about anything <laughs> like that before. Ever. I'm just going to say. I was surprised at how unexcited I was to eat the English muffins that I bought, you know, whatever. There were like eight of them or six of them or whatever was in the package. And I ate one. I was like, oh, man. 
what am I going to do with these? <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you would feel about croissants. You'd be like, it is. oh, the buttery, flaky no, goodness. No, I'm so no. excited. I, if I don't like the flakiness and... You don't like the flakiness. No, it gets all over. Satan. That's, that's what you are. <laughs> anyway, I didn't want to make a whole thing about yeah, it. I you just did. You to, absolutely did. I just wanted to Twitter weigh in on that and say a little more about so it. And, and acknowledge and acknowledge that English muffins maybe aren't as great as I'm remembering. That's all. But I wouldn't say croissants or anything. That good. was that's a half-hearted consolation yeah. speech. But I accept victory. I'm just keeping quiet on that one. Oh, here's one other tweet. Since we're here. Oh, this is a good one, and this this refers to many things. This is from Kev on the bus. This oh, this was this is a great one. Ago. He wrote, uh, he writes, add two poker guys. Team Jonathan forever. He may have slightly worse analysis, but the show would die without him. Also, English muffins are just an acquired taste. Don't let them make you feel bad, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this tweet. is like this guy is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> At least he said Team Jonathan, and he called you Buddy, he which said, of course, calling you Buddy was probably no, the most demeaning part of the pretty, whole tweet. Pretty rough. He did say the show would die without me, which is nice. That's part I like. Yeah. But he said you had inferior analysis. Inferior analysis. <laughs> if English moments are just an acquired taste. Buddy, I don't know, man. It's rough. Maybe that's why you've steered us clear of this whole analysis part because you're afraid of doing analysis right. now that you've seen that tweet and you want to talk about English muffins and croissants. That That is exactly what's going on. You've read, you've read through me. You All right. Through let's, me. let's get to the thing that we do. Okay. Which is besides talk about English muffins and croissants <laughs> and rank the listeners <laughs> in Hall of Fame categories. Yeah. Uh, instead of that, let's do the <laughs> other thing that we do. Yeah. Just analyze a poker hand. Alex Trimbath, of course, suggested this on Twitter. We're the poker guys on Twitter. Use a YouTube link and a timestamp when you suggest, please. Alex Trimbath, Hall of Famer. Absolutely Hall of Famer. Okay. First nothing ballot. Argue, nothing to argue about there. Yeah, first ballot. It's like Peyton Manning. It's pretty Whoa, whoa. Okay, let's just take a moment. Take a breath. It's I'm like saying, Peyton Manning. I'm saying he had two of the greatest seasons of all time, but there's, you know, parts that aren't so great. Peyton Manning, of course, is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. But he's... All right, you know what? Let's just get to the hand because it's going to take another <laughs> seven it. minutes of everyone's life. I mean, they don't have to listen to the podcast. You know they what? Don't want they to. can also fast forward. Peyton Manning is one of the greatest. <laughs> <players of all laughs> okay, okay, okay. How dare you? All right, all right. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> so as Jonathan mentioned, seventy-five minutes ago, seven out of the nineteen hundred eighty-eight players remain in this five k euro buy-in. The blinds are one hundred k, two hundred k. The current payout is over two hundred thousand euros, but first place is about the equivalent of two million dollars, getting up there. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this is one, one of those... 1.8 million, actually, first place. We've been talking about, actually, uh, a lot of hands that happen around this stage of big tournaments recently. And it's always an interesting spot because there's ICM, but there's also always reverse ICM in these spots where the jumps coming up, like, from 7th to 3rd, are pretty insignificant in comparison to going for the win. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of strategic elements involved that aren't just preserving your stack. It's also about making sure you have an opportunity to win because you never know when you're going to be in a spot like this again. Mm-hmm. So those are considerations. Yeah. Anyway, this is going to start with Martin Suzor, our hero from last hand, although he wasn't really a hero. He just had the second nuts and called on the river. It was pretty easy for him in that hand. Yeah, it feels pretty straightforward. He has since built up a reasonable stack at the 200K big blind level. He is plus one, which is like middle to late position when you're seven-handed. Uh, he has 8.94 million in his stack. So he's got like 45 blinds. It's pretty good at this stage of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Queen, Queen Jack of Spades decides to open it to 450K. Nothing, okay. nothing to complain about there. Nope. Folds around to the big blind, who is Yun Yi Lu. This guy is actually Yun Yi Lu. This is the unlike true. Unlike the guy from last time who finished 14th and has left the building a long time ago. Yeah, Jian Yin. This is Yun Yi Lu. He has a relatively short stack of 3.45 million. 
in the big blind. But and maybe in 2010 this is a shove. He has Queen Jack off. But it's 2019 and that's not a shove. What what are the blinds again? 100k, 200k. Yeah. He's got 3.4 million. So he's got 17 blinds. Yeah. And Suzor open from what position? Plus one. Yeah. I think this is just a call most of the time. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more calling these days, and correctly so, I, I believe, when you have stacks like this, like 17, yeah. 18 blind stacks. Like, I think in the P.S. Heinz era, this is a shove by pretty much everybody, mm. right? But things have changed. Things have definitely changed. By the way, Jonathan, looking a little bit like P.S. Heinz today, we're in the hoodie. Yeah. Feels good. Kind of like P.S. Hines and Eminem had a babe. I'm going to start three betting uh, Queen 8 off. Okay. It's a good combo to three bet. That's what P.S. Hines did. Yeah. He did it repeatedly at the uh, at the World Series the year he won. It worked for him. It sure as hell did, and Grant. Then he disappeared from the poker world. I think he retired or something. I don't know, but he made a lot of money and he didn't have to pay any taxes, so whatever. Yeah. It's good to be German and win a lot of money in yeah. gambling. Really so anyway, is. yeah, I think Queen Jack off when plus one opens and you have 17 blinds is a pretty clear call out of the Me big too. blind. Me and too. not a shove. I think even in 2010 for a lot of players, this was a pretty clear call. Yeah, that may, be, that may be the case. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Yunyu is going to call with Queen Jack. I mean, the stack to pot's going to get real tricky real fast. Yep. But I mean, not. we're hoping to flop well. Well, that's all. I got news for you. Yanyi's going to flop well. Well, obviously, Yanyi's going to flop well. I said at the beginning, when you both players are going to flop really well. Nobody remembers the beginning. What? Anyway. What are you saying? There's 1.2 million <laughs> in the pot after you account for all the small blind and antis and oh, everything. Oh, man. Stack and, the pot, like you're saying. Yeah, stack the pot. I mean, we flopped top pair. We're probably going to get it all in the end. Yeah, Yanyi has three, 3 million in front of him. There's 1.2 yeah. million in the pot. Okay, that's fine. The flop is Jack of Clubs, Jack of Hearts, Five of spades. So both players Whatever. loving the flop. Yeah. I saw this. I saw this flop. I saw the stack to pot ratio. And I was like, Alex Trimbath, what are you doing? Alex Trimbath, you've been banned from baseball, buddy. Yeah, you're like Pete Rose, except with a better mullet. And also gambling's legal. And we don't mind if you gamble. We actually encourage it. Unlike uh, well, baseball. True. We encourage it. Yeah. But not on your own games. If you're sure. playing baseball you, in the MLB... About? And that's why Pete Rose got banned, isn't yeah. it? If you're playing poker, you're not allowed to bet on your own games. You're supposed to bet on your own games. I don't know. What happens if you're at like the main event final table and some sports book for some reason is offering like incredible odds on one of your opponents and you bet a ton of money on them? <laughs> well, is that of okay? you can't do that. <laughs> well, that's what Alex Trembath would do. But that's not what Pete Rose did, or at least Pete Rose claimed he always bet on his own team. Actually, yeah. that's all we know. We don't really know. I think he did, though. I think they, they... Anyway, let's not get into that. All right. Anyway, you would think, okay, stack to pot ratio is small. Yeah. These guys have the same hand. This they both flopped huge. Feels like, like a super shit. straightforward whatever. Well, why let me are we tell you about? what. Things get different, you know? And okay. It takes a while for you to see why this is a great hand, but let's talk about each decision anyway because there is some nuance to it. Okay. So 1.2 million in the pot. Jack of clubs, Jack of hearts, five of spades. Suzor, of course, with a backdoor flush draw has the slight advantage here. Lou's going to check. Is there an argument for leading? Um, I don't think there's a huge argument for leading. Uh, of course, there's an argument in that. Like, leading is rarely a jack. I'll give you that. But well, what is it then? There's no flush draw. There's no straight draw, obviously. I mean, I guess you could lead like two sevens or something like that. That's more likely to be a jam preflop, I would think. Yeah, 17 really blinds. Is. That's a good point. Um, yeah, okay. I don't think there's. A, I don't think leading's a good idea. Like we're short. We're short enough that we should be able to get it all in, even if it goes check check on the street and uh, Susor has something. Well, is that really true? Even not necessarily. We'd have to bet really big. Yeah. 
If we bet big on the turn, we can get it in by the river. We have to bet big on the turn. I think a reason not to lead is that any capable player is not going to have too many leads on this board. It's just like, what do you have when you lead? Yeah. Either you're a bad player who leads a five or you're a good player who only leads a jack. And well, no, that's you, only against players that ob- are bad. Obviously, you also have bluffs here, right? You can sure. have air. You lead air and you lead yeah, a jack. Yeah, but when you start the hand with 17 blinds, do you have bluffs here? Also, now that um, some of the solver stuff... Now, someone recently said on YouTube we should not even engage in solver analysis. We're not qualified, and that's kind of fair. Yeah. But I'm going to say something about that now anyway, which is um, some of the solver stuff these days says leading in this spot is reasonable with just a five, not as a value bet, but as a bluff. Like you block pocket fives, and you huh. have to like it's, – it's a blocker, and it's like you have to lead with something if you're – you know, because it wants – it always wants to be able to have all actions available to it, you know. So some percentage of the time it's going to take all the different actions. It's never going to – Maybe, no. yeah, that, that makes sense. Another another type of hand that makes sense as a bluff here is two Broadway cards, like King, Queen, Queen, 10, or, or King, 10, because you block Suzer's most likely jacks. Right, that's not bad. I so. like King, Queen better, of course, because you got the overs. Yeah. It's a little bit easier. And also, you, you uh, turn more straight draws. Yeah. I think. Yeah, to me, it's more about blocking... Susan's yeah. most likely jacks. No, I, I think that's the best part of it, too. I agree. However, when you start the hand so short, yeah, exactly. are you really going to have a leading range on this board? It's very unlikely. Like, if you really have it, you want you would hate to lead and have the guy fold. Yeah. When you can check and at least get one bet out of him a lot of the time. That seems like a really good idea when you're short. So I just think we're checking almost always here. Yeah. If I not, think that's correct. Yeah. And that's what Lou does. Cool. He checks. As Suzor, do you want to bet? And if so, how much? I do want to bet. Okay. The guy's short. I want to bet very small, as I would on this board. Mm-hmm. And that would be that. So how much is in the pot? 1.2 million. Right. Like, we can bet, like, 250,000 or 300,000. No, 250K seems like a totally reasonable bet to me here. Yep. That Suzer goes for 300. Yeah. Which, yeah, makes total sense. It's a completely dry board. You're not supposed to hit it too often, but you're supposed to bet it pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. I mean, you're like, most of the time, this guy's going to fold. Yeah, he can't do anything about it if he has 7-8 suited here, right? Right. Like, I mean, we could check and hope he gets a 7 or an 8, but then when we don't fold on... I mean, we're only going to get one bat out of him anyway a lot, you know, later on anyway, if he ha- even if he makes a pair. Like, yeah. It just doesn't seem like... I think we should start betting because we would normally bet here. If we had ace-king, we would bet, right? We yeah. wouldn't check very often. So let's play it like we have ace-king. Like, bet the same way. It seems reasonable. Yeah. That's why we bet small. I mean, betting small gives us a better chance to get action, but when our opponent has such a small stack to pot, it's unlikely we're getting action very often because... Yep. A lot of his ace highs are going to jam preflop. Uh, maybe not all of them, but I don't know if, like, even if he has, like, ace-four suited, if he's going to call here, it's pretty precarious. Either. Probably not. But we might induce a jam once in a while. And also, if the guy has a five specifically, what's he really supposed to do when we bet 250K? Is he supposed to just call and let all the cards in the world come off on the turn and have to make weird I guess decisions? with pot he could raise, but, he could I mean, just, he it is a just, very small bet. He could just let all the cards in yeah, the world come off. Yeah, he could. But, but he could just be like, you know what? I kind of need this pot. I'm going to just take it. And that or would be crazy. We could have the dream scenario of him having a worse jack because most of Lou's yes. jacks are worse than queen jacks. That's right. He has, I don't know if he has all the suited jacks with his stack size, but he has at least a decent chunk of suited jacks. And mm-hmm. he's for sure got like jack eight off, right? For this tiny race. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So yeah, that, that could be a good scenario too. I think we're supposed to bet. I think we're supposed to bet small. I'm glad he does. That is all. He does. And okay. Now as Lou, you're sitting there with the miracle right. flop for yourself. Right. What do uh, we want to do? Do you want to raise or call? I mean, what's the, the real question is, what's the best way to get all of the money in? Okay, so let's think about this. Um, 
if Suzora has got like a reasonable hand and not like a jack for a second, let's just let's like eliminate jacks from his holdings for like a second. eights or something. Yeah, because if he has a jack, we assume we're getting it in either way, and who cares? Like, let's not worry about it, right? Let's just give him any pocket pair because exactly. those are all very similar against our check raising range, right? So, um, with any pocket pair, we can probably get more action later, but we might fold out some of them now. Yeah, like what's he supposed to do with two eights if we race? It's a I don't know. We're more likely to get action. To call, honestly, we're more likely to get action now with two eights against two eights yeah. than we are later because there's too many bad cards for two eights in the future. That is true. Um, the other thing is like if we just call now, if he has like most of his hands are going to check the turn, right? Most of the time he's going to check the turn. Now with the yeah. hand that he has, he may actually bet the turn because he actually has a really good hand. But mostly he's going to be like, okay, I check, and then. We may not even be able to get all in by the river, actually, if we don't raise right now. Like, it's going to be hard. So I think I like a raise. Like, because the pocket pairs are going to feel obligated to call if they're above a five. Yeah, and if, they, if he doesn't have pocket pairs, okay, yes, sometimes he can go check, check, and then he hits an ace on the river, and we bet, and he calls some amount, but not a big amount, honestly, because an ace and we bet, it's going to be terrifying to him. Yeah. He's, not, he's Martin Suzor. He's not nobody. But he's probably going to call anyway, right? Yeah. Um, but we can't bet huge. So why not try and get all of it by raising? We don't have to jam even, although I kind of like a jam if we're going to raise. But um, why not try and get all of it right away or try and get all of it by check raising now rather than like getting a small amount later? Like I think the amount of times we get, we end up getting all in by the turn or by the river when we check raise is just worth more to us EV wise than calling now because I'm so concerned about going check check on the turn. Right. Well, so what's baked into all of your analysis there is that you don't expect Suzor to see bet bluff the turn that much if Lou check calls the flop. I do not. Now, there are certain cards he might, yeah. right? An ace or a king, maybe he'll decide yeah. to bet again. But actually, like if he actually had an ace or a king, he's going to check those, right? Right. So is he actually even going to bet those on the turn? Otherwise, like maybe he won't. You know, maybe, maybe he'll be like, I can't even bluff these because I know, because like we're high enough level at this point, like I can't even pretend, you know, because like, yeah. I wouldn't actually bet this. So of course I'm not betting it when I don't have it either. He's right. Because like, just, obviously if I'm betting an ace or king is because I want you to fold a five. Right. And if I had like, because you're going to fold a five, right. And I don't want to do that if I have an ace or a king. Right. Yeah. And of course, trip jacks is going to like get value from my ace or a king when I could bluff catch or get value from a five later. And it, it, it doesn't make any sense to actually bet those hands, right? Unless he actually has ace, ace or king, king, and he, right. and he makes top set, fine. Um, but besides that, I don't believe he's actually betting that in this spot. Right. Where so, they're relatively short and he doesn't want to double them up. I think that's the best reason for check raising now because yeah. like the idea that Suzor is unlikely to continue bluffing if he's bluffing on the turn. Uh, paired on the flop. No, I, I'm. It, he's unlikely to continue bluffing on the turn if he's bluffing. Okay, is yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, paired with, if Suzor has some sort of pocket pair, there's a lot of cards that could get scary in the future. It's better to get value now, meaning check raises the preferable line here. Yeah, I think so. And it it looks strong, but that's okay. We are strong, and what what calling looks strong too. Like yep. calling is just a five, a jack. That's it. Maybe a few ace highs are holding on. Maybe if he has ace 10 or something. But he may jam that pre anyway. He might, yeah. He might just call with that. He might. But he might jam it. And he also, but he also might fold it on the flop. Yeah. Like ace high is right. a good hand to call with on paired boards when you're deep sometimes right. against the right when players. When you're short, it's tougher. Yeah, like what are you going to do on the turn if he bets right. again? You're yeah. just done. So you may just decide, eh, who cares about range-based play and frequencies? Like, let me just find a better spot here. I only have 15 blinds. Yeah. That's a really reasonable way to think about that. I think. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm on board with the check race. Cool. All right. So I was at one point I threw in maybe a jam is best. That's a big jam. Yep. It's 10x the bet. Yeah. 
I'm trying to get called here. Yeah. How do I get called by two nines the easiest? Do I get called by two nines more often if I make it, he bet how much, 250 if I make it 600 or if I make it whatever, I make it 2.9. I guess 2.5 or whatever it is. 3 million is the total. Oh, it is 3 million. Okay. Um, I guess I can kind of see your point. Like if you want to put yourself in Suzer's seat and how can you convince the guy in that seat that you might do this with a five, try to get called by some of those pocket pairs? By doing that, say like, well, he decided the pot was so valuable, like you were saying earlier, with a five that he decided just to check jam and not have to think about it yeah. anymore. It's then, not crazy. Then you could talk yourself into a call with eights or nines or something like that. Also, what if he's the guy? Now, part of it depends on our image, of course, right? right. If we're seen as a really tight, careful dude, we probably shouldn't do this. Yeah. Because now we're going to fold out. We might fold out like queens may tank. Right. But and like eights are gonna fold probably, you know. Yeah, if we're thing. seen as a very tight player for sure. Queens may tank call, but like if if we're we want we're trying to get action from more than just queens here when we make this play, right? Yeah. Um. So, but if we have any, we're down to the final seven. It's hopeful and possible we've got we've shown a few moves here and there at least, and he's seen it. Martin Suzor has seen it, so that way he knows like, okay, this Lou guy maybe not the other Lou guy, but this Lou guy has like, you know, doesn't have to have it when he makes certain plays on certain boards. And this is, of course, a reasonable board to attack from with the big blind range. You know, it's not crazy at all. It's not crazy. I mean, Lou's supposed to have more jacks than Suzor. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And he's short enough and all that stuff. But you could almost try and go for the like, this is where I'm going back to like the jam idea of like, it's so big, it almost looks like it can't be a jack. Yeah. Now, again, there's some people who will be like, it's too much. I just can't, I just can't risk it. And so you have to know who you're up against here. Suzer is probably not one of those guys. He's got right. a lot of success. I'm just going back, and this is not a perfect analogy, but Joe Cata against Darvin Moon when Cata had Jack 9 on the 10-9 X board and a 10 came on the turn and it went check, check. And then Darvin checked again and Cata bet tiny and Darvin jammed for like 20 X He the jammed pot. a lot, yeah. Some insane amount. With an open under. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think he had Queen Jack or seven, something. 7-8. Oh, seven, oh, that's right, the unders. And uh, and Cadillac didn't take that long and called off for his tournament life there, you know heads up for the main event title with second pair and it's like it was because of the sizing, yeah. like if if uh, Moon did normal sizing, Cadam may call the turn but I don't know if he's calling a river bluff also you know it's a way harder spot this is actually relatively straightforward because it's like you never do this with a ten it's so, uh, I, so I so I don't know so I don't hate a jam here yeah. Thinking back to that cat of hand, having a jack with his nine was not the best card to have with his nine. That was not... Because you bought queen jack. And jack eight. Yeah. So you take away eight of those open-ender combos. It's not great. You'd want to have ace nine a lot more. Yeah. nine. You'd also want to have ace nine anyway. Yeah, of course. But anyway, but he's like, yeah, you just never have it. Who cares? None of this stuff matters. Yeah. You just never have it when you do this, right? So that's, that's what we're trying to induce. Now, that was, of course, a long time ago. Things have changed a lot. But I think, I think a jam at when you've got 15 blinds back is not crazy it's not insane anyway it looks a little desperate which i like lou decides just to call i guess okay. he's just afraid that it's such a dry board it's going to be too easy to put him on a jack or something like that which is also a fair thought it is a fair thought another fair thought is i should sign up for nitrogen sports poker room using the link in the description of the podcast that i'm currently listening to that's what you should be thinking right now okay i'm thinking it okay cool i was talking to the listeners not you i'm listening Okay, good. So you're one of my listeners. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll speak to all of my listeners then, <laughs> including Jonathan. Okay. And say that Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is, of course, a poker site. It is a Bitcoin-only poker site. They also have sports betting, casino games, all the fun stuff you could want to do. And if you use the link in the description, you get access to our exclusive Poker Guys Only tournament that happens every month. That's the word. It was uh, won last month by, by Hall of Famer Holden Cantrell. So 
Good job to Holden. Yeah. Uh, there were actually 120 entrants. 123. Time, which is the most I've heard of. We always talk about how it gets fewer than 100. I mean, we, we don't... Clearly, we're not really keeping tabs yeah. on this. Still, nonetheless, 123 yeah. is a great number for you guys, even though it's higher than 90 or whatever, because they guarantee 1,000 buy-ins. That means there's a huge overlay. Congratulations to Holden for getting his hands on that huge overlay. Don't you want to be part of that? Don't you want to be a hero like Holden Cantrell? You know what I'm saying? Say some stuff, Jonathan. <laughs> I was just listening. All right. You're doing a great job. I appreciate that. Yeah. Anyway, use the link in the description. You can you can play poker. You can also do all the sports gambling you want and casino games. Yep. And, you know, there's lots of them. You've been very helpful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Without me, this podcast would die. <laughs> <laughs> That's been made clear during that ad read. It wasn't a read. It was a... Just to speak. Yeah. There's no copy here. No, no. I never. That should be clear to anybody who's listened to the podcast that our ads do not have we don't do, pre-written. We don't do, you know, thought out things. That's no. not us. We do what's up things. We do stream of consciousness things. It's, uh, it's observational humor. <laughs> that know? it is. What's the deal? You know, that kind of stuff. Let's move on with a hand. All right. Okay, so we're heading to the turn on the Jack-Jack-5 rainbow board. Queen-Jack against Queen-Jack. Suzor with a backdoor spade draw with Queen-Jack of spades. Lou has a total of $2.7 million and the pot's got $1.8 million in it. I mean, okay, I'm glad this is going to get interesting. <laughs> it is. Because it doesn't sound like it's going to get interesting. Well, you want to just turn it off right now? You can stop being a listener. Okay, I guess the board could... I'm just trying to think. The board could come running aces. That could make it interesting. And then someone makes... And then, like, Suzor is like... Get out of my pot. I don't know why he'd do that, though, when he has a hand so strong. But maybe he realizes they're chopping and I don't know. That's not what happens. All right. So the turn is the 10 of spades. So it's a good one for Suzor. Well, hello. Picks up the flush draw. That's pretty sweet. The free roll continues. Yes, it does. The equity increases. Indeed, it does. Just saying. It's wonderful. So from Suzor's perspective... Yes, that's a good card as a spade. The one tiny bad thing about yeah. it is if Jack Ten is in Lou's hand. But like, because Lou was in the big blind, it was a min raise. He can like he's got so many jacks that yeah. Jack Ten is less of a thing um, than it might be otherwise. You know. All right, so I want to tell you what happens, but then ask a question before we analyze it. Okay. okay? Because Lou is going to lead. Really? Yes, Lou's going to lead the turn. But my question is, what would it be a good idea for Suzer to bet if Lou checked? Okay, cool. Um, that's your question. My answer, okay, my initial answer was yes, because we have a very strong hand and we're yeah. kind of getting away from it anyway. Um, I think we should be trying to, you know, get all this guy's chips. He's short, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, is your thinking that, like, what are we getting action from when we have, when we have Queen Jack yeah. exactly now? That when the guy check, if the guy were to check raise all in, it's really problematic for us. That kind of and if Lou has a five, he's probably just going to fold. He bet is again. probably folding. What tens does he have that don't have a jack in them? It's he doesn't hard to come have up with any. any. No. Ten five suited, I guess, can yeah. call us. That's about it, right? Ace ten, maybe. Maybe. Um, but maybe not. Maybe three bets pre, maybe uh, folds the flop. Right. So that's not great. This is a fair question to ask. Um, what if Suzor has got a worse jack, though? I guess we can just shove the... What, is our plan to shove the river, though, if it goes check, check, and he bets small on the river, or just a call? Because that would you matter. You said, what if Suzor had a worse jack? No, no, no. I'm saying, what if... Um, what if Lou, what had if a Lou has a worse jack, yeah. and we're from Suzor's point of view? Like, okay, we check back. So now we're going to underrep our hand, 
and not and stay out of quote trouble. But then Suzor bets two point three blinds on the river. Are we not shoving? If you're Lou. Sorry, if Lou bets two point three blinds on okay. the river. This is why your analysis is inferior. You don't even know the people. I don't names. know anything. Well, you I, <laughs> you got the whole thing in front of you. You write out all, out all the notes. You oh, watch yeah, the hand. We've seen how it goes when you have the whole thing in front <laughs> of you. Shut up, I'm talking. You you watch the hand twice. I don't even know all the details of the hand this time. And that is happening more and more. I think it's making me look bad. But I'm going to say this one thing. All right, thing. so you're going to be the guy who does the action. This podcast would die without me. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll make you a deal. You get to be, I don't want you, to you make get, any deals. You can be the smart guy. You get to be the guy no. who reads the action no. from now on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Has that gone well for you? I don't best? want that. <laughs> okay. I'm not that good at that part of it because it involves paying attention to everything and, yeah. and keeping a conversation, which you are actually very good at. Thank you. You're welcome. Lots of practice. Yes. You've been doing it for five years. Yeah. But really, like when I remember the last time I did this, not the last time, two times ago when I did this, it was like a year ago now, when I had all the action, you didn't know it was going to happen in the hand or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, so Grant, I was like a robot. I was like Alexa talking to you or something. You yeah. Know? It was bad. Uh, yeah. There was a point in the show when I stopped you and I said, <laughs> you're just kind of relaying the action. This is probably the time when you might want to like ask me a question about the hand or something. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, good call. Good yeah. call. So anyway, yeah, you're, you're, you're better at that part of it than I am. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Podcast would die without me. I'm going to let that go. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's your thing. <laughs> so anyway, um, so the question, so we're back to, though, I'm saying if Lou on the river bets really small, right? Like having, because if it goes, are, we're, we're still, the question to be clear was yeah. <laughs> if Lou were to check the turn, and, which he does not, right, of course, should Suzor bet with right. his queen jacket space? And the rate, yes. And trying to answer that question, I'm wondering if we check it back and then Lee, Lou, that's you got it in front of you. I don't. Oh, come on. You've Lou, been saying Lou the whole time. For two, two full podcasts. It's just Yun-Yi, Lou. Shut the hell up. Yunyi Lou bets really small on the river. Are we just calling? It feels like we're not. It feels like we're raising. Let's say Yunyi Lou bets a normal amount on the river. Are we just calling or are we moving him in? Probably just calling. How big is How much is in the pot without the lead? So just after the after the flop, how much is in the pot? Because that's what it would be if they one point eight million. One point. So let's say Yunyi bets eight hundred thousand. You're not going to race. Ah, it's close. I think I think you have to race. I guess he just has too many bad jacks and the very he doesn't really have ace jack that often, right? True. I think we're just supposed to go for yeah, it. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, he has jack ten. Yeah, he has king jack. But what about everything else? It feels like. And by the way. Calling the eight hundred k like it isn't like we're gonna get we're gonna lose forty blinds. I know I know it still sucks, but like it still only costs us like nine blinds to be wrong. You know. So, based on that, how does that help you answer uh, whether or not Susan should bet the turn? It makes me more willing to want to bet the turn if I'm going to be trying to move them in. I mean, I'm trying to get all in yeah. versus versus my trying to pot control. That's what I was trying to really get to. Is what's our intention with checking here? And if our intention is pot control, then we don't want to. Then we wouldn't raise the river. Most it's of the not time, exactly right? pot control that leads me to consider checking. It's okay. more that I fear folding out too much of Lou's range, like too many of his fives, which may consider a hero on the river, but are going to fold the turn. It may consider here on the river, but the river card's going to come, and most of the river cards are not going to be great for a five. Yeah, either. but like an eight doesn't really matter that much for a five. I guess it matters some. I mean, it's not great, and then yeah. he bets again. You know, he yeah. could also have like two nines check the turn and then decide to bet the river, or have ace ten check the turn and then bet the river. Like, there's a lot of things he can check the turn and bet the river with that are beating a five. You know, it's going to be hard to call. Yeah, I, I I could see both arguments. I think it's hard to get more value out of a five anyway. 
Like if another yeah. five came, that would do it. Maybe if a deuce comes, maybe. You have good points. I also think like, you know, there's, there's hands we might continue with here that are bluffs, right? Like king, queen, we continue with here. Maybe sometimes some of the ace, overs and ace, gutters. And yeah, king. maybe we decide to do that. Maybe we just check though. But I could see us deciding to check with it. We just hate yeah. to bet, get shoved on and be like, bleh. You know. Anyway, the complexion of the hand is entirely different than what we're right. referring we're to. We're doing a thought experiment. Yeah, but let's get out of it and go back to reality. Okay. So back to reality. The turn comes. It is the ten of spades. We have queen jack against queen jack. Suzer with the queen jack of spades. So he has a spade draw. He's free rolling. And Lou bets. Lou decides to lead the turn. For how much? 500k. Very small. Into 1.8. Yeah. So what do you think is behind this? Okay, he's afraid that Suzor's checking back almost everything. I, I understand completely where he's coming from from a practical perspective in that, like, if Suzor has aces, he's probably checking back. Yeah. What's the value of betting aces? Right. And this way, he gets, this way you do get value out of aces, yeah. right? Like, the overpairs. But you, then if we're doing this, why don't we check-raise the flop? We're getting that value anyway. I agree. And I think it looks better. It's weaker. I agree. Calling but, but and we're, leading we're here, is stronger. We're here now. Right. Okay. Remember? Yeah. So, like, let's go from that perspective. Okay, but I'm, but I'm saying like it's, it's, a, it's important to point out sort of what at least seems like cognitive dissonance, right? Like where he's got, like if the thought is I want to get value from these overpairs, that, that shouldn't be the only thought. There should be more to it than that. That's all I'm saying if we're deciding to lead now because if we're doing that, well, there was a better way to do that earlier. Yeah, I agree. It also like, so thinking about it from I have lose hand, how do I get value from hands that I'm, I'm at, I have in trouble? Yeah. Leading makes sense. Right. But then if you take it a step further, it's like, what the hell is Lou leading besides a jack? It's hard to come up like, with He has to have a jack, right? Anything. He could be terrible and have a five. Could he have king, queen with two back doors? I mean, he king, queen suited with two back doors? If he's a loosey-goosey guy. I mean, I don't know this guy's reputation. If he's a loosey-goosey guy and he's check calling with 17 blinds. It seems like, hard to imagine. I can't imagine that. It just seems like you just have to give up all that stuff and wait for other spots. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's like exclusively a jack or better here, it right? It feels like it is. It feels like... Now, maybe you could go one level further and be like, because it looks like I have that. I don't have to have but it. People and his plan the whole time was to call on the flop and make... But yeah, but now it's like, who's really doing that? I it's, mean, if we're 40 blinds effective, I could see that argument being more reasonable. But If it's Phil Ivy, Phil Ivy does all sorts of weird things when the board is paired. Blind depth, though. Probably not. But like, that's uh, yeah, deeper is better and maybe certain weird players but usually not at this blind depth anyway. I think Lou should be going for a check jam on the turn. Hoping I mean, Suzor bets. That looks strong too. It does? It's better than leading. Yeah. It's probably, the problem is Suzor is not betting. Yeah. Almost anything. That's right. the real problem. And so that's the concern. But again, then I don't love the line we've taken up to this point. If we, if we think Suzor isn't betting, that's why we're leading, then why did we just call the flop? I'm just going to, I know that we're here now, but I'm saying that. Yeah, feels no, like I, it's I agree. And I understand the thought process behind the lead. I just think it's kind of transparent. Right. I agree. And I'm glad he did it because I have some thoughts about what ha- happens in the future. And like Lou's lead here really affects the complexion of the hand and, and makes Suzer's range different. Like Suzer probably isn't betting certain hands on the turn if checked to, but will call with them when let into, right? So it, it expands his range in a different Absolutely. way. Absolutely, like to the pocket river. pair type stuff yeah. for sure. Right, or like uh, king queen or ace, yeah. ace king. Yeah, Things absolutely. Like All right, so so Lou does lead 500k. I actually don't even know if he's gonna call with ace king. I don't know either. But because anyway. it looks super strong, it's like I have four outs, maybe. Yeah, like king queen though. Been. King queen, you probably call. I think he's gonna feel obligated to call with king queen. Yeah, and any spade combo. Yeah. So, Lou leads five hundred k. Okay. What do you want to do as Suzor? Lou, after betting five hundred k, has a total of two point two million. Right, and there's two point three million in the pot yep. as of right now. 
Okay, I'm okay. The question I'm asking myself as Suzor right now is if this guy has like Jack eight, is he going to qualify jam? That's question number one. I think he is. I think he's got to. Right. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, is he going to call anything that isn't a Jack if I jam? No. Okay. I block most of the Jack combos cause I've got one. There's only one Jack left in the deck. Yep. It's not ideal. It's hard to come up with much else that he would take this line with that isn't a jack, though. Right. Like, maybe he's really bad and has a five. Like, has five, six and doesn't know what to do. But he's going to fold that. Right. Right. And we got that drawing dead. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, We have outs against almost everything in the world. It's unlikely he'd lead jack 10 on the turn. It's possible, I guess, but it's unlikely. I mean, same logic behind leading jack 10 versus... He blocks even more stuff, though. But not. it's not like a huge amount more. No, it's true. Um... I think I just want to raise this, Suzor. I think it's like, I mean, look, if you got me, you get we're getting it in anyway. Let's get in against all the worst jacks now before like a weird card comes. Although I don't even know what weird card is going to come, honestly. If Suzor wore to shove, yeah. Should, I mean, I know I said Luke can't fold Jack Eight, but maybe we should think about that more. Okay. Should he consider folding hands like Jack Eight? I don't think he can actually fold them because he's too short. He's too short. Maybe he says certain things like King Queen of Spades. I, I mean, that's one combo. I'm just saying, like, or things like that. Ace, queen of spades, ace, king of spades, king, queen of spades, that's, queen, eight of spades. There's yeah, no, he's no queen, eight. He opened plus one. Oh, okay. That's true. But there are only seven left, so he's actually six. But that still feels not, like, yeah, you're right. It. That's unlikely. Yeah. Also, with a 17 blind stack on the big blind, yeah. he's less likely to open that. Um, queen, nine of spades, even that seems unlikely, right? Uh Eight, nine of spades. There's a, there's some, there's some yeah. combos here. So maybe, you know, he might maybe there's five to six combos that he might jam like that. If but he has the nut flush draw, is he going to call? Is he going to jam? Is he going to fold? I feel like you do any of those things. You can't fold for 500K, I don't think. Two and a half blinds. No, you really yeah. can't. Feels like call is probably the play because yeah. you'd hate to jam and get snapped. Yeah. So you probably don't shove it, but some players will shove the nut flush draw there, I think, because they're like, yeah, you're short anyway. Like sometimes you fold. Sometimes I get there. Let's go. And then the hands that you're losing to are, of course, all of the better jacks and the full houses, which Suzer has all of. There aren't that many better jacks, but yeah. there are some better jacks. Yeah. And as you said, Suzer has absolutely all of them. Yeah, including 5-5 five, five and 10-10. Ten, ten. Yep. I guess he, he doesn't have jack-5 when we're yeah. saying all, all of them, but right. yes. Um, but he has all the rest. So yes. I, think, I think we're... I mean, if we're Suzer and we don't jam and we call... We're just hoping this guy's going to jam on us on the river, and he's. All, I mean, how are we getting more chips out of him unless he makes a unless he has a jack anyway? I mean, is it's, he really going to? It's gonna, tough to get more chips no matter what. Yeah, it's the, uh, this entire hand is like a spot where it's like, how are we getting more chips yeah. when we have this good hand for both these guys? Right? It's like right. constantly hard to answer. I mean, the answer could be bigger sizing. We, I mean, yeah, like they've both chosen very small sizing along the way. We understand especially why. Suzor chose small sizing on the flop. Yeah. Right? Because that's just, he's trying to balance all the times he doesn't have it. Right. Um, and I guess on the turn, I don't really understand the small sizing. What are we, we're doing this to try and get action out of king, Ace, queen? King, hands like that. I mean, okay. I mean, are we, I guess, trying to, trying to give those hands a chance to jam on us, maybe? Maybe. Maybe we're going small enough for trying to induce a jam from some weaker hands Perhaps. that are like, maybe you're weak here. Perhaps. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's a weird spot for Suzor when led into here. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely weird. He decides to call. I mean, I certainly can't kill him for calling. No, I don't. I don't hate it. I think I, I think I prefer a raise right now, but 
I really can't kill him for calling it off. Can't kill him. Now the pot's two point eight million. Yeah, the effective stack is now. Lou with two point five. Two point two. Okay. Yeah, the river is the nine of spades. It's pretty sick. Yeah, Suzor gets there. Yep. Of course, Jack Nine gets there. Yeah. Jack Ten was already there. Yeah. So it's not the best flush in the world. It's not ideal, but it's pretty good. But you do block Jacks, which is nice. I mean, the only thing that this really does for us is um, if we were losing to King Jack. Like yeah. now we're winning. Bes- or chopping with Queen Jack. Yeah, I guess in once in a while if he ever has Ace Jack. There's a few. There's a few things. This this card isn't as good as it looks, actually. Right? Like we're losing yeah. to Jack Nine. Ace Jack may never be there anyway. I don't know. It probably helps us a little bit equity wise, right, but not so that much. So what should Lou do? It's it's a really bad card for yeah. Lou. King Queen got there and Spades got there and Suzor probably has all of those. Yeah. in his range. Um, okay. the The question is this. If we check, what's Pocket Aces doing? Because we don't. Aces is checking back. Right. We don't think Suzor has like any bluffs, any reasonable bluffs at this point, right? I guess he could have Ace Queen or Ace King off. If we check, maybe they take a shot. Ace Queen off with the Ace of Spades. Like that's what we're down maybe. to. Maybe. I mean, that's that may. That, a lot, I'm just trying to come up with what could bluff yeah, here. Right. I can't really come up with anything beyond those two hands. Right. I'm not sure if they'll even do it, but maybe. It's such a bad card. Um, but if we think that those hands are going to, all the worst hands are going to check back anyway, basically, like, let's say we're, let's say Suzor has, I don't know if he can have Jack eight suited, but let's say for a second, he op- he's able to open Jack eight okay. suited there. So let's say he's just opening a ton. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, uh, st- the, you know, the, under the, he's plus one, but they're seven handed. He decides what the hell I'm going, yeah. I'm the best player. I'm going for it. Um, is he going to bet Jack eight? On the river after we lead and that card comes? No. I'm not sure he is, right? I don't think so. so so there are no worse hands that are ever gonna put a chip in if we check. That is fair. Uh, counterpoint. Go. From a practical perspective, that makes sense. From a more GTO range based perspective, Suzor is all over this card versus Lou as far as range. Like Without this is question. much better card for Suzor's range than for Lou. So much Suzor better. Suzor has flushes. Lou kind of doesn't. Lou has um no, Lou has the same kind oh, of flushes that Suzor does, yeah, right? He yeah, has the, the Jack action of spades. Yeah. Yeah. But Suzor has the other flushes. That is correct. And he also has King Queen. He has so many more good stuff. He has King Queen. He maybe, maybe, and we think it's crazy, but maybe Lou can have the King Queen of Spades, there's one combo. But like whatever. Maybe. But it's really unlikely, right? Ace Ace. King of Spades, Ace Queen. Nope, he's gonna no. he's gonna raise those pre. Yeah, and the King Queen of Spades, he's just gonna fold on the flop, right? Like that's really what's gonna happen. He might even raise it pre. I doubt yeah. it, but maybe. Yeah. So this this card is so much better for Suzor. So range. much better. Like sure, Lua has Jack Nine, but so does Suzor. Yep. Lua has Jack Ten, so does Suzor. Yeah. Like I mean, Suzor may not have Jack Nine. He opened Jack Nine suited probably. I don't know. You were You're, maybe um, maybe not. That's a, that's a we much don't know. better hand than Queen Eight suited. I know we were saying Jack eight suited though, and you were yeah. like, you're like, I don't. I mean, admittedly, that's a better hand than yeah. that too. He may or may not be opening that. We don't. But know. you know, he has Jack ten suited. I absolutely do. Yeah, but there's only two combos of that. Right. Anyway, point being, that would be a reason to check from the game theory perspective, range based. Like, wait, Jack ten suited, he can't have. Oh no, no, of course he can. I'm sorry, of course he can. I got confused. Please continue. Don't make a joke. I'm not going to. Anyway, <laughs> you were about to. The point is just that I'm making, like, I, I definitely understand yeah. all the reasons for betting that you said, and I think yeah. I lean towards those reasons being more important and better than this reason. Yeah, but go ahead. just as the counterpoint, like, based on the perceived ranges of the players, this is all over Suzer's range and not all over Luz. It is really hard to argue with that. I wouldn't try. Yeah. Um, 
But I think as you're saying, it's superseded by the fact that if all the worst hands are going to check, but some of those are going to feel obligated to call if we bet, we should bet. We're really short at this point. We've got a very big hand. I don't think we're folding if he bets anyway. Let's get some money from the worst hands. Yeah, let's try. I mean, it's it's so tricky, like you're saying, to get money in any way if you're Lou here. Like, does Suzer call with aces? It's a terrible card. I don't think you call with I aces. I mean, you could sit there and be like, there aren't very many flushes you have, and there aren't very many king queens, but still, this is awful. Yeah. But we got to give worst jacks a chance to call. What worst jacks does he have? It's he doesn't have, have any. Ah, he has to be opening Jack Eight suited, which yeah. is uh, you know cool. questionable. At and there's two combos of it anyway. Yeah. Like it's not great. By the way, no, we have a Jack in our yeah. hand. There's one combo, one combo of it, yeah. so it's almost negligible or not important to think about. <sighs> but we don't think he's going to bluff, and we don't think worse hands are going to bet, right? So the so anytime he well, if that's true, maybe he will bluff. Maybe. What? Well, okay, let's say he ha- okay. Maybe you could have like a hand like two sevens or two eights. Call the turn. I don't know if he's calling the yeah, turn. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't either. think he's calling the turn. Well, then what's he, gonna, what's he bluffing with? We're back to ace-king or ace-queen with, yeah. uh, with the with ace the of spades. Speed, yeah. That's at least possible. Not too many combos of it, but there's some. It's, a, it's also quite a stretch. It is possible, but it's also a stretch. Yeah, it's we do have a, yeah, we have a queen in our hands. It's so. like you're locked. As Lou, you're just like locked in this uh, unable-to-get-value box in this hand. It's like impossible, it feels like. Yep. I mean, we're short. That's the reason why maybe we can get action again is because we are really short, right? Yeah. That's I the mean, good news. That's pretty good news. That's, that's, the only, that's like the most, that's the best thing we got going for us right now is we don't have any chips is that maybe he'll consider calling us with a worse hand because of that. He's like, you know what? Like, you don't really have spades very often. I don't really say I have a straight very often. I guess you can have trip jacks, I guess. But I'm, at, I'm near the top of my range, I call. Kind of a thing. Like, that's what we're hoping for, right? And it's, it's not that expensive, I call. Yeah, maybe. That's all, that's all we got. Well, yeah. Lou goes with the thought of your original thought, and he bets. Mm-hmm. And I think I like it better. It's I just, think so, too. It's, it's, all, it's all shitty. It's all shitty. So he bets $1 million, and he has $2.2 million total. Yeah. So here's the big question. How, how much was in the pot when he bet $1 million? Two point eight. Okay, thank you. Should Martin Suzor move in with his queen high flush? This is really the question. On the board of Jack-Jack-Five... 10-9 with three spades. The only things we're losing to reasonably are full houses. There really aren't better flushes. There aren't, no, because king-queen of spades is the only possible better flush. We block it. And we block it, so it can't exist. Right, and of course, we don't think he can have ace-king or ace-queen of spades. Well, not ace-queen, but ace-king of spades because he would have raised yeah. We just believe that um, pretty strongly. Yeah. So, whenever, so, okay, so it's just full houses. It's just jack-10 and jack-9. He can have all the jack-10s and jack-9s, but there aren't that many. Three jacks. We can see three jacks as Suzor, right? Yeah. So that's good. There aren't very many combos of it. The question is, if we move in, what are we hoping to get called by? A jack? Just a worse jack. Well, any jack. Right. We have, we have flush. Oh, that's right. All the jacks. It was really just king jack yeah. also. But you're right, besides the worst jacks. But yeah. That seems like a good idea to me. He only bet a million. Let's move in. I think we have to move in here. I think we're just leaving too much value on the table not to. All right. Let's do that and then analyze Lou's perspective and see if you still believe what you just said. Okay. Suzor moves in. Good. For 2.2 million. Yeah. Blue folds. Yeah. That's a problem. It's not great. I'll admit. That and I get the fold. Me too. I mean, he bet almost his entire... I mean, he's put in so much of his stack. 
Like, but he's got one. But he's put in. He's put in almost two thirds of his stack, and the guy raised them all in on the river. After it looks like he absolutely has at let's least. Let's do trips. The, the loop perspective here for a second to see if Suzer should be moving in. Okay. Okay. As Lou, you have Queen Jack. Yeah. And this happens. You're not putting them on aces. No. Kings, queens, hands like that. Can't. You definitely could put them on a full house. Fives, of course. Tens. Jack, jack ten. ten. Jack nine. Yep. You definitely could put them on a flush. Right? Yep. King queen is questionable, but probable. He's probably going to move in with king queen because Lou doesn't really have flushes, unless he has jack x of spades. I'm not sure if he's going to move with king queen or not, but it's possible. And they all make at least some sense. Like up to king yeah. queen for sure, it makes sense. King queen is like it makes some sense. Yeah. Sure. Ace Jack, I don't know. If he's not moving in with King Queen, he's not moving in with Ace Jack. Except maybe that he blocks full houses with Ace Jack and that's better. That is cool. Um Yeah, I don't know about that. It's hard to know. You may also be sitting there as Lou and think like I mean, sometimes with, with like Ace Jack, he's gonna raise the turn. Yeah. You know. So like we can eliminate a little bit of those at least, some of the Ace so Jacks. So just based on that that was just quick little analysis, but that plus any, anything else that's swimming in your head, can you call with Queen Jack here? With no spade in your hand? Okay, well, let's be clear. As you're saying, we can. there are no value hands we can beat. No. He, even if he has jack-8 suited, he's not shoving jack-8 suited. There's no chance he's shoving jack-8 yeah. suited, right? He's not shoving king-jack. King he's not shoving... Like, no, there's no not. way. There's yeah. no way. I don't think. I actually don't think he's shoving ace-jack when the nine of spades yeah. comes. Um, because he's worried about, like, like, how can I get called by... Like, I'm just going to blow away too many things that might right. be able to call me now. Um, so... So we can't beat any value. And what bluffs are there? That's the question. It has to be the ace-king or ace-queen with the ace of spades that Suzor decided to bluff even though Luke continued betting. Right. Which the plan would probably be to bluff, either get there or bluff if Luke checks, not, mm. not bluff even if Luke continues betting. And by the way, he's getting seven to one on this show. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, meaning it's not great like that. Like, why is he giving me seven yeah. to one? Like, that's a weird time to pick a bluff. When I've shown, when I went call, bet, bet, and it looks like I at least have trip jacks here, if not a full house. Right. Um, yeah, I think, it, I mean, that's the other thing is Luke can sit there and reasonably say to himself, when I think about the range of hands that I would bet the river with here that I, as played, this is one of the worst hands I have. If we're doing distribution, like, I have full houses. Yeah. I have jack nine and jack ten and even jack five suited, right? Yeah. There aren't too many of those. In fact, there are none of those, actually, right? Jack of clubs, jack of hearts. There's one jack five suited. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have better hands. I might, I might I play this way with king jack, obviously, and, and, and ace jack. Let's say ace jack may be a pre-flop shove, pre-flop but, but okay, let's, either way. Jack eight, I don't know that he would even lead the river with jack eight. I don't know. Maybe he would. I maybe he same, would. Same maybe, maybe, it sort of plays all the same. Yeah, I guess. same he blocks king queen with, uh, with queen jack, yeah. which is nice. That is nice. Um, that's it. So maybe he has, maybe he's, maybe he's doing this with all his jacks. I mean, if he's doing this with all his jacks, it, I don't know. If there's only if there's there's eight combos of things that we could be um, that he could be bluffing, and it's less than eight because we have a queen, so it's seven combos. I'm thinking of the ace of spades, I queen, mean, and ace of spades, king. There's seven combos that he makes could sense. Potentially be bluffing, but like, come on. He's not really doing it that often. No. I mean, there is, you know, once in a while in the world, there's a super sicko guy who floats the turn and shoves the river and doesn't have any of the things we're talking about. But that is very, very rare. And Suzor is, seems to be more logical than that. Yeah. So I don't think we should give him a, a, any or almost any of that All kind of, of weird air stuff. perfect sense. And those are yeah. really... Those, those bluff combos are really a stretch to get to. I mean, 
I almost wish as Lou, I had, we had bet a little bit more because it'd be even easier to fold. You know, betting 1 million means like, it feels like, well, is he trying to like squeeze some value out of something? Although, no. what would it be? Jack 8 is the, is the only hand he we can... He doesn't have Jack 8. He wouldn't raise Jack 8 no. here. He just wouldn't, right? Even though we don't reasonably have spades or a straight, he still wouldn't like take the chance. It's just like, I mean, why? The, Lou, the thing about that you have to take into account as Lou is that you do have full houses and Suzor does right. that too. Right. So he's definitely not going to expand his value range in that spot. Right. I, I really think we're supposed to fold. I, I do. So do you still like Suzer's moving? I mean, probably. To get called by? I mean, what what is there these days? It's like, it's so hard to come up with anything to get called by. Yeah. It really is. I'm, I'm working over here trying to come up with stuff. I mean, King Jack. Uh, I think Lou folds King Jack straight. just like folds Me too. Jack. Me too. He doesn't really have straights. It's really hard for him to show up with spades. He can't have worse spades. There's no way. Yeah. Five of spades is on the board. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The thing is, like, Lou folds, and it's kind of easy for him, and it makes a ton of sense to me. It does. No, it does to me, too. Let me, let me say something, though. Just because a guy has to fold doesn't mean that a raise is bad. I, I want to say that. I agree with that. Okay. I think in this spot, a raise is bad because of how incredibly narrow lose ranges and yeah. dial in based on his stack size and how the hand played out. But it just sucks to let the guy get away with such small sizing, you know? I mean, what can you do? You're getting you, you can raise the, the turn. You can raise the turn, I you're, guess. As Suzer, you're absolutely getting called by all the better hands. Of course. All the full houses are calling. Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course they are. And all of the trip jacks are folding, it looks like. It does look like that. And Lou doesn't have a straight unless he's a psycho, and we don't think he's a psycho. And he doesn't have spades that are worse because how the hell would he have that? Mm-hmm. You have to have like six, seven of spades and float the flop and lead the turn. I mean, I'm trying to get myself in this spot of like, these are good players, right? Yeah. Because like, obviously against bad players, you can raise here. And it's not a problem, yeah. right? Because they're going to call with their trip jacks, you know, for sure. Let's that these guys got to the final table be out of I like mean, some level of merit. Yeah, Yanyi Lu does not have much of a Hendon compared to Suzor, but he has something, and he's certainly been around a little bit anyway. And like, we'll assume. Let's yeah. assume. That's fair. And that's a more interesting and analysis anyway. we fold this, and we think it's the right fold. That helps. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Um, although I didn't love his flop decision to call but whatever i don't love all of his decisions yeah i think this fold shows that he at least understands things yeah this this fold feels like pretty straightforward honestly um which is really problematic for shoving this hand specifically when lose range doesn't include any flushes or straights I mean, the other reason to shove is not about this hand, right? It's about a, it's about the meta game where like this stuff is all getting streamed out and like letting people understand like that you're not only shoving the absolute like very, very, very top of I your mean, range sure, in these spots fair, that but, matters. But this is a spot where the range is so well defined. I don't think you need to take this hand and use it as that sort That's of example. Fair. Also, the chip EV that you lose on this shove, I believe, is significant enough for it to not be worth it. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I don't like the shove. I'm not a fan. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. 
But I want I want to be able to shove it, this hand in this spot. I know you do. And I understand why Suzer did in the moment. I can yeah. see myself being there and doing it, having not thought it out for an hour, which is how long this podcast has yeah. been so far. But I just don't really see a ton of merit. I mean, like, yeah. maybe there are some good outcomes sometimes. Maybe sometimes Lou decides to call. He's the type of player who decides to call with a jack. But apparently he's not in this case. And right. And, and the thing is, like, as Suzor, you may not know that. Right. Like, and like, but it's if this guy calls, we're like, what's he doing calling? But yeah. then we don't think, and we don't really get too caught up in the shove. We get caught up in the yeah, call, right? that's true. So. I mean, sometimes we have hands like this where the guy calls, and we're like, this is a really bad call for these reasons. Yeah. And we're like, but we have to mention, like, should the person even be of shoving? Course. And we do say that. Of and course, like, no. This is a case where the guy makes the right fold. Yeah. And the shove by the good player seems like the wrong play. I mean, we've definitely been in spots, and I'm not trying to say that this is exactly parallel, but with spots where you're like, okay, I think I have to raise here, and I just feel like I'm going to fold out so many things, but I still think I have to raise anyway. But, of course, to your point, this is a little different in that Lou... I mean, if Lou's going to call with only better hands, it's really not worth raising, and that's right. that, right? They're like Everything else doesn't really matter. And you can't really make a distribution argument for Suzor, like, I have to raise something, because he has plenty of stuff he can raise. No question. But it's better than Queen-Jack of Spades. No question. I mean, if he has two fives, I guess he has to raise on this exact river yeah, card. Yeah, that one we could, like, Even though, although, question that. I was going to say, if we don't think uh, Lou has straights or flushes, it doesn't really matter, yeah, right? I mean, it just becomes a distribution argument at that point, and, like... Yeah, but that's not good enough. It's but, not good enough, but if it's better than Queen Jack of Spades because at least it's higher than the I, I agree. I agree, but it's probably not good enough anyway because it's still the same problems, right? Like where like Jack 9 and Jack 10 are snapping. Um, he doesn't have straights or flushes, and we're afraid of Trip Jack's folding. It, it ends up being the same thing, yeah. weirdly enough. Um, and that's, that's problematic. Yeah. The, the, this goes back to, I think I mentioned this in a, a previous podcast recently, but when Pratush was... Um, they were in the uh, the 300K uh, Aria Super High Roller Bowl, and he had Queen X, and the board on the river was Queen, Queen, 664, and somebody bet the river, and he just called, and they were heads up, yeah. you know? And everyone's like, what the hell? And he's he didn't say anything, but I'm sure it was, well, this guy is, ne- based on the way the hand played out, this guy's never calling with the worst full house, and he's never folding quads, yeah. and everything else is a chop anyway, so who cares, you right. know? And it does it does set up problems for bluff raises on the river against these guys though. When you know when you know there's some metagame problems with that with just calling there. I think against really good players when you are deeper when they were. Sure. Um, but practically that does make a lot of sense, right? It does. What is the continuing range is a vital question that people don't ask nearly enough. Mm-hmm. So so it's I'm, interesting to get deep enough into the weeds with this one to like say like gosh the continuing range is really probably just better hands. Yep. So I'm firmly on the side of this is a bad show. Yeah. Where do you land? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know I know the guy folded this time, but that doesn't mean he's never calling with a jack. It, it means he mean didn't call with a jack this put time. Put ourselves in loose seat and would absolutely fold. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course, I mean, I wouldn't have gotten here this way, but once here, I don't see how you can call when yeah. you bet a million and he moves you in for 1.2 more. I mean, it seems crazy. Yeah. So I'm actually not in love with how anyone played this hand. I got to say. Me neither. I really feel like Lou should have raised the flop. Suzor should have raised the turn. Do you agree with the raise on the turn for Suzor? Uh, No. No, you think you should just call? I'm I'm actually fine with the call on the turn. I don't like the raise on the river at all. Yeah. That's obvious. Yeah. That's the part I think Suzor messed up is the river. I think everything else Suzor did is fine. I think Lou's lead on the turn is weird. 
I think his check call was a little bit of a mistake on the flop. I mean, those two things go hand in hand, right? right. They're part of the same, yeah, part of the same weird, yeah. confusing, I'm not sure what to do here I spot. I think he made the right fold on the river. Yes. And I think Suzer messed it up. <sighs> it's so hard. So Complicated game. You're still not sure? You're going to agree with Grant. I don't, want to, I don't want to agree with you but is the thing. Can you lie to yourself? and say that you don't agree with me or are you going to tell the truth to yourself and agree with me? I'm really rooting for lying. Okay. Can I just do it? That's no, I, mean, no I, I, I do have to agree with you that it doesn't seem like there's any real value in the shove and if there's no value, there's no value. So I guess I can see the fucking point, but it hurts badly. It feels so good to end the podcast on that note. Can I say one other thing? This yeah. is not about me. Um, so Yunyi making this fold actually made himself another 70,000 euro. That's a lot of money. Like, someone went out seventh. He went out sixth instead of seventh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, he's absolutely supposed to go bust on this hand almost always if this is played slightly differently, right? Well, he's supposed to chop if he doesn't get super unlucky. But Okay, but yeah. we know how the hand... Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. We know how the board played out, and they're supposed to get it in. He's supposed to raise the flop, and they get it in either on the flop or the turn, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. And instead, he got lucky that they both made slightly weird decisions, in my opinion, um, getting to the river, and then the river was sort of the perfect bailout card for him. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne and gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.